Welcome to Our Story, the podcast. Every month, Pastor Mark from Harmony Toluca Lake sits down with a guest to discuss their journey of faith as a Christian from an inclusive, progressive point of view. Join us in listening to their unique experiences of faith, hope, and love. This is Our Story. Hey everyone, Pastor Mark here with Harmony Toluca Lake, an affirming faith community and second campus of Hollywood United Methodist Church. And I have the immense pleasure uh, for an Our Story conversation with none other than Harmony's Shauna Carroll. And <laughs> how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Oh, awesome. <laughs> so I'm going to give you an easy, well, maybe it's an easy Opening question. So you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. So dinner party. If you had a dinner party and you could invite any three people in the world, and I'm talking living or dead, to the party, who would it be and why? Of course you have to invite Jesus. I mean, he's going to bring the bread. He's going to bring the wine. It's all good. So he's got food and drinks covered. He's (laughs) generous. Right? But honestly, how could you not say Jesus as one of those people you want to bring to your party? I was going to say, does he really have to bring wine? I mean, no, if you've got I mean, water, he I can. mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's, he's, got, he's got your uh, food and drink covered. But I think just to be able to sit down and, 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 and talk to Jesus as a direct person in front of you, does it get better than that? Mm. I, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also I'd probably want to invite my grandfather just because I just I miss him. I, I do. And he was such a wonderful person. And then maybe also my great grandma. It would be nice to have those three together. I think that everybody would get along. I think we'd have a really great conversation. I think maybe maybe that would be it. Nice. Yeah, it'd be a good dinner party. I think it would be, yeah, festive. <laughs> Hello. Right? Great conversation, huh? Great conversation. Um, mm. Lots of faith. And then just, you know, to be in the presence of those people, I think would be pretty awesome. So you talk about faith, and I, uh, in what I know about you, faith and family are important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so describe that uh, for us about faith and family and its importance in your life. Um, honestly, I'm one of those people that's like family is the first thing. You know what I mean? It's like faith and family, they're those first Two important, most important things, right? Mm -hmm. Faith and family. Um, I grew up, like I I think I had said before, in a Catholic family. My great-grandmother was a devoutly Catholic and deeply rooted in family. My family is everything to me. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, I pray every day for my family and, of course, friends. So it's just like it's it's, they're they're both very close to me Mm. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So we met a few years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have been on quite the journey in your life. And so uh, what I'd like to do is let's continue to talk about your faith experience. And what I'd like to know uh, and to share with our uh, podcast audience is what was your faith experience like before you stepped through the doors of Harmony? I think that it had always been there, but it was kind of like unaccessible in a way. I hadn't really found a faith community. It wasn't even necessarily looking for a faith community. I had, like I said, I had grown up uh, in a church, a family, the church that my family had all belonged to. I got married in that church. And then, you know, as life happens, I, I kind of didn't keep participating in that church for a lot of reasons. So I have my own 
uh, feelings about permissions in the Catholic Church, which kept me from fully wanting to be invested in that church. So I feel like there are certain things that I don't agree with, and I can't fully invest myself in theocracy I don't believe in. And so we, my husband and I both, were just kind of like, well, we have faith, and we both individually practice our faith in our own ways, but we didn't really find a place that spoke to us and our faith. But I think when you walk in the door somewhere, you're always apprehensive. And I was, because I was like, whoa, I don't know. I don't know, because I don't know how I feel about it, and it's complicated feeling. Yeah, because you sort of felt sort of sucker punched. So, of course, I'm apprehensive walking into a church where, you know, I felt like I didn't belong at the church that I had come from. But when we sat and listened, I was deeply touched. It's like, I, I don't know if I had said this before, but um, my parents weren't allowed to participate in church in the Catholic Church because they were separated and then divorced. And I always thought, if my parents can't participate, how can I participate? And that didn't seem right to me. Like, I never thought at some point that if Jesus were here and he was like, okay, you can have communion. Not you, not you. You're okay. You know, I don't, I didn't, I didn't, that didn't sit right with me. And so there were some other things, of course, like because they weren't fully allowed to participate and they had to like sit in the back and like, you know, it was like shameful um, they had to kind of like diminish themselves in order to be able to to be allowed in the building. And I just, I just, I didn't like that. And when you said that, you know, everybody was welcome to have communion, I was like, yeah, this is, that was the thing that like, of course, the message, of course, was wonderful. But it was, that was the thing that really touched my soul is that all are welcome. Because that's how I always felt that it should be. All should be welcome. What, what made you stick? Because you, you went through the door. Went yeah. to the service, suddenly you're like, oh my goodness, all are welcome. What does that mean? Yeah. And then you're seeing all are welcome. Uh, but then what made you stick? And I've got another one that's going to follow right? up behind that. Well, I think Justin and I, my husband and I, we, we went we went home and we, we had a conversation. Ah. And we talked about how much we enjoyed that and how much we felt like just, it, it felt really nice to be a part of a community. And, and we felt that sense of, even, even when, you know, we had only been there for one service, but we felt that sense of community. And, and, you know, people were talking to us and the music was fantastic. And we were like, you know what? We should go back. We did, we did, we had a long discussion about it. We was like, yes, I felt really great about that place. It felt really good to be there. I'd like to go and see more. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, uh, well, <laughs> gosh, you're on Harmony's leadership team. Let's see, uh, you're heading the hospitality greeting team. You do the joy box. Woo! Woo. <laughs> and so what, because, I mean, that's something to go from uh, I'm entering through the doors of a church to all are welcome to having conversations with your husband to suddenly stepping up as a leader. Yeah. Why? Why did you step up as a leader and suddenly it's like you just became carefree? <laughs> well, I don't think you know, you know this, but like, I don't think anybody knows this. But I spent a lot of time, like Sundays when we would come, I would cry a lot. I know nobody probably knew this, but I would cry a lot during the message, during the songs. I would cry a lot. I think just because the message would touch me or the song, there was something song lyric, you know, it would touch me. And I, I did. I spent a lot of Sundays crying, which is so, like, surprising. And I think it was like, okay, 
yes, I'm getting all of this uh, feeling, working through these feelings that I have, understanding that I'm welcome, understanding I am a, a magnificent creation of God and I'm okay where I am, you know? And I think that just empowered me. And, and of course I wanted to do more because I felt like Harmony was giving me so much. And you wanted to share it. I wanted to share it. Of course, I share it yeah. with every. I share it with people. I tell people to come, like friends, and, you know, try to get them to come because I know there's a lot of church hurt. I was going to say I also share it at my comedy shows a which, lot. Which we'll get into. <laughs> We're going to get into. Right? Right. Also, and, and also you lead a small group, uh, Soul Fuel. I do. And how has that been for you? You know, it's funny because I the the people that are there, you would never think, oh, this group of people is going to be together sitting somewhere. And I, I love that. Everybody's so different. But really what you find out is everybody's really very much the same. Mm. I love having uh, so many different people in that group. It feels good to have the connection that we have. And I think every one of us, because we, you know, we have these discussions, every one of us has said we really wanted to be somewhere where we could connect with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. And so just getting out and having somewhere to go and to know that we have the space to be among friends and to have nice conversations and just to, to be somewhere with people that care, it, it really means a lot to them. And it means a lot to me. I look forward to it. Right. Even on, like, a lot of times I'll get messages and they'll be like, hey, are we meeting this Sunday? And I'm like, no, this isn't the right. And they're like, man... <laughs> Can we meet anyway? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Right? It's great. So right. I love that. Well, and the, the beauty, too, is, is that we're not just meeting as friends. Our connecting point is being followers of Jesus. Exactly. Right? And you and I have had a conversation before about how that really impacts you. Is It's one thing to follow Jesus, right, mm -hmm. versus saying, oh, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? I mean, like every time that I tell people, like our friends to come to Harmony. I always get this like, oh, oh, it's a face. Everybody's like, oh, and they're like, you go to church? And I'm like, yes. And I always say, it's not that kind of church. I feel like there's always a um, a qualifier afterwards. Mm. You have to you have to be like, okay, wait, let's stop for a minute. I know that <laughs> we're talking about a Christian church, but we're real Christian church, real Christian values, real Christian love. It's the real deal. It's not, you know, these polarized things that you hear about Christianity. So I always have to be like, no, we're really, I always say, we're a really loving, inclusive church. I was like, we have great sermons. I, I talk about, we do meditation. Usually, mm -hmm. you know, things click and I'm like, we do meditation. We do, uh, you know, we have a lunch. We, we, we do lunch and learn. We do, you know, we have great music. And, and they, you can see them kind of take that like stance and soften. Mm. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> We're not, it's a Christian is not the bad word. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> so there's been change in your life. Oh, yeah. Uh, plenty of change since, again, <laughs> both of us have known each other. Went through a lot of change during the pandemic. That was really impactful on you and most especially Justin. Mm -hmm. But you were amazing uh, having to be a caregiver as well as you know, doing so much work in addition to employment and, and taking care of Justin. Uh, because Justin got COVID. He did. Right. He got the OG COVID. He got the OG COVID. And it was long COVID that he still has 
an effect on him, correct? Mm -hmm. It does, yeah. You know, during that time frame, you've described your faith journey during that time of going through the pandemic as well. What would you like to share about that? You know, it's funny. It was it was one of the hardest times of my life. You know, people were uh, just being separate from other people, right? Because we were all in quarantine and, and staying home, right? Just that, because I'm such a, a person that likes to be connected mm -hmm. and needs to be around people. So just that was hard. And then the fact that the only other person that I had to be connected with was Justin and he was sick and he was sleeping literally like 23 hours a day. And I was so, like, I felt so alone in that time. Mm. I had talked to Beth, who also is goes to Harmony. And I remember telling her, I think one of the hardest things that I was upset about for so long was that right before the pandemic happened in 2019, I was feeling like I was doing really good in, in where I was just health-wise and just personally, I felt like I had made some strides and was was in a really good place, right? And then this happened. And it was sort of like a, a juxtaposition from being really in such a good spot to being in the worst spot I've ever been in. And when I talked to her, you know, she really helped me to find some clarity about how, about how would you know that it was such a good spot if you didn't have any adversity to mm. tell you otherwise. Mm -hmm. And to show you that that is like your highest self, right? The, that's, that was you with, without, you took that, that basket off and to shine that light. And that's where you were needed to shine that light. And that, yes, even though he got sick, Justin got sick, and you had to go through this thing, that didn't diminish your light, you know? And maybe that was the way for you to make sure that you had that light so that you could help Justin through that period. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to tell you, it was really hard. I feel like looking back on it, you can see the ways that God works for you, right? Mm -hmm. It's a path. And, yeah, sometimes things are going to get different. Mm -hmm. um, but I did have the support of, of Harmony here, of you. I know you would check in on me. And it was always good to know that I had connection. You know, even though we couldn't physically be together, I knew you were there. It was always good to have the services online because I knew you were there. And it was a way to pull me out of sometimes when you get to a not-so-great place to know that, yes, there is light. And, yes, God is there. And yes, there are people there and they're working through God to reach you, you know, mm -hmm. and man, it was hard. And I'm not going to say it wasn't. It was hard. It was one of the hardest things uh, in my life. But I feel like there was always someone in place when I needed them. Mm -hmm. You know, I um, not a lot of people know this either. I had a little bit of a nervous breakdown in 2021. My mom was here to visit. A car, a truck, rolled back into my brand new car. It was like the only thing that I had felt I, I was winning. You know what I mean? It was like the only good thing I felt like it was positive. I got this new car and a truck <laughs> rolled backwards into my car. And uh, it just kind of was that straw that broke the camel's back. But I think back on there, my mom was in the car with me. My mom was able to help me through that. She was able to care for me through that. She was able to help with all of the you know, things that I needed 
for the accident and for the rest of that day. And it was really, I'm so grateful that she was there. Mm-hmm. It's like God knew that I needed her in that moment because I don't, I, I don't know what would have happened otherwise. But I look back and I go, yes, it was such divine intervention. And you can see that, that she was there. And just there's other instances in that whole time. It was like, yes, there were people in place. And God put those people in place to help me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes when you're in it, you don't see it. Oh, no. When you're, the whole thing. No, no. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the thing, too, about it's really easy when you're on a high. Everything's full of joy, right? You got the light. Yes. And, but sometimes, though, when you're in that joyful area, you may not necessarily be connecting so much with God. It's sort of like, hey, I'm on a high. Who needs God, right? Yeah. God sort of gets on the back burner. But then when you're going into the deep end and you're facing adversity, then suddenly you're like, Lord, I need you. I need some Jesus, right? Yes. Now, I'm just saying you went through something recently again, (laughs) right? Yeah. In which uh, you were really facing some adversity professionally. How were you able to get through that, and and has that changed? Because this is also where, when you make a change, you have to place trust, right? And so you're placing trust in God to lead you through. So can you describe that? Can I tell you, it is an exercise in faith every day. There are moments where I'm like, oh, no, I don't know. I know that was a bad idea. I should just go back to my job. They'll miss me. They'll take me back, right? Um, it is an every day there are moments where I'm like, oh, no, maybe this wasn't the best idea. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I know and that I am meant for more. I know there's more in me. I know that there's a calling that's higher than doing a job just to do a job. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much more in there. And it's funny because I, I feel like in those moments where I get all wound up, and I do, that it's like you have to take time, you got to breathe, and you have to listen. Yes. And I am not good at listening. <laughs> so this has been a, this has, <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm stubborn. And I think that sometimes I get too wrapped up in here. And I, this has been an exercise in being quiet and listening. And patience, which I have none of, <laughs> but that's okay. This is this has been uh, one of those exercises in like, okay, Shauna, now it's time for you to look at yourself. And I think the greatest things happen when you can take time to do that. So um, even though it's hard, I'm not going to say that it's not difficult. It's difficult when you make big changes. You know, I've worked, I've been working since I was 15. Um, there were times where I've had two and three jobs at the same time. Just jobs, just working, just keeping myself busy. And in that keeping myself busy, I'm keeping myself distracted. Mm -hmm. And I think that the call was to stop for a minute. Stop for a minute, be quiet and listen, which is the hardest thing for me ever. Be still, be still and know. It's Uh calling right back to Jefferson. It's that be still and know moment that has been difficult but it's necessary right so that's you know in the nighttime I pray I pray for friends and I I pray for my family and I just pray that I will hear and understand 
and listen to the answers when they come. Mm -hmm. Yep. As this key moment is, it's hard to listen. Yeah. You really have to uh, set aside the time to do that. You just can't go, as you say, get distracted because when are you listening when you're completely distracted, right? Right, and I'm the Tasmanian devil. You just let me go and I'll keep going and I'll go and I'll go and I'll go and I'll go. And at some point I'll go, what am I doing while I'm going? Right. So this has been uh, an exercise in just the opposite of that. Right, and, and I love that aspect because you use the phrase, I need you to stop for a minute. But remember, God's minute isn't our minute. No, and that's the thing, too. It's like, oh, you know, my dad always talks about God's time, right? He's like, it's not going to happen on your time. It's going to happen on God's time. And I'm like, well, I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, I have no patience. You know, I don't listen, you know. So uh, I think maybe that's what this call is. This is a call to listen. Mm -hmm. So let's do a, a shift um, because for our listening audience, um, you're also a comedian. I am. And so you love to get on the stage <laughs> to be able to, you know, bring up some good laughs, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Poking fun at yourself, mm -hmm. right? So how do you, how do you deal with that interacting as a comedian? Because comedians haven't always been known to, you know, be the kindest people in the world or, you know, or the cleanest people in the world. So how do you work that out with your faith as a Christian? Uh, I always think if you can laugh at something, then you can get more people tuned in. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I go on stage, and a lot of times on stage I will feel like, hey, I go to a church. It's called Harmony. And we're not talking, we're just not talking a little bitty comedy club. No, we're talking, we're talking the right. comedy, right. And, I, and I, it's interesting also to see the reaction when I say that. Yeah, because how many comedians talk about church? Not a whole lot. <laughs> not a whole lot talk about church. Um, <laughs> but I also think that it's interesting when I, I go up there and talk, I say that I go to a church, and then I talk about, and I do, I, I talk about Jesus, and I talk about God, and I talk about these things. Maybe somebody somewhere goes, oh, it's okay. It's okay to laugh at these things. It's okay. And you know what? There's a church out there that she belongs to that she feels safe and she feels like she can tell these jokes. I talk about, sometimes in my set, I talk about how you came to a show. Um, and I think that opens people's minds up. Right, but, but I came to a show, how it, opened, <laughs> <laughs> how it opens their minds is I came to a show and what happened? <laughs> You learn some very, very inclusive is what I say, sign language, very <laughs> inclusive sign language, but they light up, like people light up when you talk about that, and they're like, huh, you know, it, I think it gets them thinking like, oh, a pastor came to the show? What kind of a church is this? And I, you know, I tell them that it's inclusive in my, even in my stand-up, it's a very inclusive, loving church, right? But I, I always say like, and people will ask me about it afterwards, and like, oh, you can make fun of, you know, Jesus or religion or and I say, yeah, you know what? God knows me. He made me. It's okay to laugh. I'm silly. I'm not doing anything um, malicious. It's in a silly way. If it can get somebody thinking, if it gets somebody saying, oh, she goes to an inclusive church. Oh, she goes to an inclusive church. Her pastor came. Oh, she goes to an inclusive church. Her pastor came. And she tells jokes about these concepts. Then maybe that's a safe place. Mm. 
And maybe I would want to go to that safe place. You know, I, my, I had a comedian friend who passed, right? You, you saw him perform. And he would often ask me every time he saw me, he would be like, hey, I want to go to that church with you sometime. I, I really want to go. He wasn't ready yet. I knew that he wanted to. But just the fact that he had a lot of church hurt, the fact that he wanted to come, that speaks volumes. Right. And, you know? Well, and that particular comedian who passed away about a year and a half ago, before he had passed, it was almost almost like a month, he had reached out to me and sent me a message saying, I, I'm looking forward to coming to church uh, soon. Yeah. But it's, you know, so hard because there's all that church hurt that mm -hmm. people have gone through. So I, I love the aspect that you are going into a realm that often is, it's like, don't you be talking about church, <laughs> no. right? Because but the interesting thing is you're not doing it maliciously. No. Because also, hello, God has a sense of humor. Right? Right? So. Obviously. <laughs> this, this whole thing. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So we're coming, coming toward the end of our little chat together. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you find attractive about Christianity or as a follower of Jesus? What do you find attractive about that? Um, I always think that it feels like there's someone there right? There's always someone there I can talk to. There's always someone that I feel like is there to listen. Because I, I keep a lot to myself. You don't think so, but I do, right? And I feel like sometimes when I can't share with an actual person, I always have someone to share with. I always have someone to talk to. Like I said, I do a lot of praying, especially, you know, like you said, in times where things are stressful, you pray maybe more. It's always nice to know that someone's there, mm -hmm. you know? And that someone is? Jesus. You there got you Jesus. Go. You there got, you hey, go. hey, Jesus, <laughs> come on over. He's coming to that dinner party. <laughs> but yeah, because I feel like a lot of times I, I just got to pray. I got to get it out. I got to, I got to, I got to have someone to talk to. I got to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now you, because you mentioned about Jesus in this manner, and it sounds like a fun Jesus. Well, I mean, Jesus is there. He's, I think he's multifaceted. Right. But then let's, let's look at the other way of how Jesus has been distorted. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like Jesus has been distorted <laughs> by oh, Christianity? Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, you had a sermon that really opened my eyes one time because I didn't think about it. And it was about how radical Jesus is. And I was like, huh, radical really? And then I was like, yeah, really radical, really radical, uh, loving, doing what is right. And, and I never saw Jesus as a radical. I was like, no way, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's funny how <laughs> you don't, in typical Christianity, you don't talk about how radical his love was. Um, and it so gets distorted, especially with like judgments. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't, I don't think Jesus is that kind of person. He was loving and inclusive, just like I feel like Christianity should be. And I, I, I hate that when I have to be like, oh, hey, I go to this church and people get that jump back because it's not how, it, no, 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 that's not Jesus, you know? 
it, that, that sermon really opened my eyes mm-hmm. to go, oh, yeah, yeah, he was radical, huh? Well, uh, you know, you have so many great qualities about you, Shauna, as we come to a close on the podcast. And one of them is, is you're unapologetic in your love for Jesus and also for uh, this faith community here at Harmony. And, and that's with comedians, it's with people on the street that come by the church on Sunday morning, whoever it may be. And I think it's really important uh, that you uh, embody facets of Christ, mm-hmm. that you're showing that love that Jesus would show to everyone. And so I appreciate you so much, and uh, I want to thank you. Uh, but I do have one last question, oh, okay. and this one, could, this one could be really tough <laughs> okay. because you're going to have to narrow it down to one. One. All right, you ready? Yes, ready. Tell me who your favorite comedian is and why. Oh, my. Now, these things can change, right? Just like every, they always say, everything can change. Um, <laughs> I think at this point in time, there is a comedian. Her name is Gina Yashiri. She is British, but she's Nigerian, moved to, you know, a uh, British comedian. And I think I really like silly with some truth to it. And she does that. And I think that she's really funny in such an endearing way. She's great. Not a lot of people know who she is. Um, she actually works on that uh, Bob Hart's Abishola show. I don't, I haven't really watched the show, but. I do. Okay. I, I, I know okay, what you're good. talking about. Yeah, she's yeah. a consultant on that show. Yeah. Um, and she's, she's a part on that show. I just, she's, when I see her, she does those things. The silliness with a little, with, with the truth in there. Silliness and truth. And I love that. I love that about mm-hmm. her. And also, it's always great to support female comedians because they're, they're in the minority in the, uh, in the spectrum of comedians. Right. So. Well, and, and I'll end with this because I love what you're saying. People may think of Jesus that he's so serious. But Jesus had a great sense of humor. It's there. If you look in the stories, he has a sense of humor. What I love about that is you're speaking about this comedian is Jesus had a sense of humor while also giving us truths. And that's how we make an impact in lives. Absolutely. Right? And that's what I love. I love that. Awesome. So I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening uh, to today's podcast with Shauna Carroll. And it is, uh, <laughs> it is awesome to be here with you, as well as uh, the audience, the listening audience. And we look forward to our next podcast uh, recording to share soon. Uh, peace. Thanks for listening to Our Story, the podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Stevenson. This month's guest was Shauna Carroll. And this episode was recorded and mixed by me, Donna Miller. Production support by Jace Lucas. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Our Story, the podcast, so you never miss a new episode. You're listening to the Harmony Podcast Network, sponsored in part by Hollywood United Methodist Church. Find us on Instagram at Harmony underscore TLC, and on Facebook at Harmony TL. We'll see you next month for a conversation with Joy Min. Until then, as Pastor Mark likes to say, peace. Peace.